Welcome to another audio podcast from Pastor Ralph Wintersmith at ChristChurchEle.org. The book of Haggai is only two chapters long, but it's a really important little book in the middle, roughly, of the Bible. And uh, I just want to talk to you this morning about one thought, really, that's found in verse uh, 6. In verse 6 it says, You have planted much but have harvested little. You eat but never have enough. You drink but never have your fill. You put on clothes but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Josh, can you put a picture up there for me? A purse with holes. It's rather modern, isn't it, that purse? Just leave it there for us for a bit. The, the word purse, it could be bag, it doesn't matter. The idea is it's got a hole in it. Now some holes are kind of natural things, aren't they? Like caves, natural holes. You ever get a hole in your teeth? It comes naturally, a bit of decay, but it's a natural process. This hole is a perforation that has been made deliberately. So it wasn't, it's not just a worn-out purse, it's not a moth-eaten purse, it's a purse that has been deliberately perforated. That's the, the Hebrew word for hole uh, that's, that's translated here, a perforation. And <clears throat> it's not a very, very nice picture, and I, w- I want to kind of apply it practically and also spiritually. Practically. What's it like to have a purse with holes? Well, obviously, you put money in, it falls out. But in, in practice, for you in your daily life, how might that work? Well, it might work like this. Um, you've got a car, it's pretty new, and under the normal circumstances, the exhaust system might last between three and five years. And so you've got your car and you're thinking, if you're thinking in budgetary terms, I'm going to need to provide us an exhaust in four or five years' time, three or four or five years' time. So you might be one of these folk who's able to put a little bit away each month for the, for the exhaust one day. You might think that. Now, if you've, got a hole with, if you've got a purse with holes, what happens is that exhaust will wear out after a year. So you, you, the money that you've been accumulating is not enough, and some of the money that you were going to spend on something else now has to be switched to there because some money has disappeared from your budgeting. It's just gone. You never expected it to happen that quick. That's what it's like to have a purse with holes. You, you've just got this thing planned. You, maybe you, you need, need some new furniture. Or you need, need a new pair of shoes or something. And you just write, I'll get them next month. But before next month comes, the kettle breaks. And you've got to buy a new kettle. That's like having a purse with holes. And that's how it affected these people. How did he put it? He said, you never have enough. You drink, you never have your fill. You put on clothes, you're never warm. And when you earn money, it's like getting money to put it in a purse with holes. So that's really what it means. You're just nearly there and there's not enough. Or something that should have lasted longer breaks down and you have to replace. That's the way it affects. And that's the way it was affecting them. Now how does it... What's the kind of overlap? In, in verse 6 it says that you earn... Wages only to put them 
in a purse with holes in. So it's not laziness. They're not, they're not short of money because they've been lazy. They, the, the, the money's gone because there's a hole in the purse. They did their 35, 48-hour week, whatever it was. They got up at 6 in the morning and went to bed at 12 at night, whatever it was. And they put their effort in. And at the end of the day, there should have been enough, because of their efforts, to cover everything. And they earned. But it was like earning, bringing it home, only to find that when you went to the purse, 50p... That looks like 10p's, doesn't it? Looks like... Are they 2p's? Looks like about 90p there. Only to find that money had gone. You earned it, but it had gone. And it was not, not your fault. It wasn't that you were lazy... And, and, and so what do, you, what do people do? What, what they tend to do is they say, well, I haven't got enough money for this, and I should have, there should have been enough, but there is, I know what I'll do. And I've met someone like this. They had three jobs on the go once. They said, I'll get some extra work. I'll do some extra hours somewhere else. My present job won't give me enough, so I'll do some extra hours. So they work harder to get more money. They earn, but they don't solve the problem. The problem is the person's got a hole in it. So it doesn't matter how much you earn, your purse is still going to hold. Is that simple? Is that clear? So it doesn't matter how hard you work or how much you earn, your purse has still got a hole. So you can see the issue. The issue isn't a lack of work or a lack of effort or laziness. The issue is my money holder's busted. The thing it should, that should have been retaining it has broken. And, and instead of when I went there, there was enough because I'd earned it, there's not enough because it's fallen out the bottom. That's the picture. It's a really simple picture. And um, I could ask to put your hands up if you've ever been there. You don't have to. I have been there. I have been there. And uh, it's not much fun, is it? You, you, you work away. You've done your best. It's like taking two steps forward and one step backward or one and a half steps backward. And all you've ended up with is half a step forward. I've got this dream. I'm 62 years old. I'm 63 next month. And I would really love to row the Atlantic. So I've... I know it's crazy, but I would love to do it, right? So I've been on the internet and I've looked. I'm gonna, I'd need about £9,000 to get a second-hand rowing boat to row the Atlantic. Anyway, I've started practising. I've got a rowing machine at home. In my study, my workout now is a rowing session, watching Reinhard Bonnke on the computer preaching. So I, I get a 40-minute sermon and a 40-minute row. But, you know, to row non-stop across the Atlantic, you'd have to rest, wouldn't you? And in my head, it's like racing home in the car. You want to get home as quick as you can. So you've been past that lorry and the missus needs a coffee. I love you, darling. She needs a coffee. <laughs> And you think, if I pull in for that coffee, that wretched lorry that held me up will go by. I'm not doing it. I say, can you hang on for a bit longer? She says, yes, that's right. A bit further, can you hang on? Yes, all right. No, I need a coffee and I need to visit some. Right. Now, rowing across the Atlantic, you'd row and row and row, but you've got to sleep. So what happens? You're bound to lose some ground, aren't you? And you'd have to build that into your thinking as you would kill yourself trying to beat the waves and the, the currents. So what people do is, they work harder. Now spiritually, we can do that too. We can say, I am definitely going to read more of my Bible this week than before because I don't seem to be able to keep it in here. My brain is like a purse with holes. 
I've read some scripture, but the next day I can't even remember what it was. Or we might think, now, I managed to spend a quarter of an hour quiet time waiting on the Lord. For me, that was good. Um, I'm, I, I got a bit out of it, but I want to get a bit more out of it because it seems as though he's not here again. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in an hour instead of... A, and people work harder. Forgetting, of course, that he's indwelling us. And people do, they work harder and harder and harder to fill the purse up, but the purse has got a hole. Now what's it like not to have a purse with holes? Well, it's fabulous. I want to tell you it's fabulous. Um, I had a three-year period, nearly, uh, nearly three years in my life, when I was on a very limited income because I was, I was studying. And Terry will tell you that God blessed us during that period. So that although I had less money coming in than I think we'd ever had, proportionately in our marriage, we were, we were better off. And we never wanted for anything. And God prospered our way. In Deuteronomy, um, chapter 29, there's a, I love this verse. It's, uh, it's a great little verse, so I've got to read it to you. Chapter 29, verse 5. It says, during the 40 years that I led you through the desert, your clothes did not wear out, nor did the sandals on your feet. That's what it's like to have a purse with no holes. When God blesses your life, there's this supply. There's just this supply. And that's where we want to be. Things not wearing out. Now, Jesus is well able. In John's Gospel, he says this. No one can pluck you out of my hand. Jesus never lost a coin. He never had a purse with holes. And if he's got you in his hand, you're secure. In in Jude, it tells us that he's able to present us faultless. He's got us. And having Jesus in our lives, having the one in our lives, and being in him, as I said last Sunday morning, uh, we're we're very secure. We, We don't have a hole in our spiritual makeup. And the coins shouldn't be dropping out. So we've seen a little bit of what it's like. We've seen what it's like not to have a purse with holes. But here the question is, who, who made the hole? Was it you or was it someone else? Verse 9, Josh. Verse 9 of Haggai chapter 1. What does it say? You expected much... But see, it turned out to be little. (coughs) What you brought home, I blew away. Why? Declares the Lord Almighty. Because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with his own house. So it was God who perforated the purse. God did it. The question is, why would God do that? And the answer's in the verse. Well, it's because you've got your priorities wrong. You've got it wrong. It's because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with his own house. So if you want to be busy with your own house, okay, you'll be be busy, but you'll end up with a purse with holes. And God doesn't want that for us. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to thrive. Jesus came that we would have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus came, John 15 says, he ordained us to bear much fruit that would remain, not fall out the bottom of a purse, but that would last. Jesus' plan for us is to prosper our way and to do us good. And the picture in Deuteronomy when the children of Israel were going through the wilderness is of this sustaining God who's their father. 
and they're never going to run out. You're not going to need new shoes, not going to need new clothes, food every day in the wilderness. It's not going to run out. God's going to provide. He's going to provide. So I'm not going to work harder. I'm going to concentrate on number one, which is the house of God. Now, I'm not saying everyone's got to give up their jobs and just serve Jesus. That's not the message. You concentrate on the house of God just where you are, being what he wants you to be, doing what he wants you to do. Uh, But putting him first. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, just quickly look at that one. It's the same thought, but now it's in the New Testament terms. And we've looked at this verse lots of times over the last few years. Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Just don't worry. Seek first. It's the same thought as in Haggai. You've got a purse with holes because actually you've been seeking your own house. Where my house is a ruin. The, The people, remember historically where they were at. These people that were being talked to had come back from exile and a group of them but I, don't know, I think it was about 30 years earlier, had started rebuilding the temple. And as they'd started, they got some opposition, so they stopped. And here they are, uh, building their own houses, grand designs, you know, not a patch on what they were up to, building their own houses, and the temple still stalled. And now God sends the prophet, he says, look, you've been living in your house, but you've got this purse with holes. The reason is the temple, my house, needs to be fixed first. Well, it's the same in New Testament terms. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So that in your life, you don't sort of, you know, Sunday was great, Monday it's... Well, why is it on Monday like a person with the holes? Because, you know, Sunday you put God first, but Monday you didn't. But you should have stayed with him. Let him live his life out day by day, walking with him. Yeah, walking worthy of your vocation. And that's, that's, that's God's plan for us. And that's his desire for us. And so it's a New Testament principle as well to put Jesus first and his kingdom first. And so we don't want a purse with holes. We don't want to be people who, if we've got a purse with holes, work harder to try and fill it. I keep, I've got to say this. It just keeps going through my mind, so I'm going to say it. If it applies to you here this morning, don't feel bad. If it doesn't, you might need to pass it on to somebody else. Sundays. On the first day of the week, Dudley preached about, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy a few weeks ago. Sundays. On the first day of the week, the church used to meet. What did they do? They made that day special. Under the old covenant, they were required, they were told, have a day off, have a Sabbath, keep it holy. The Sabbath is made for you. God wants you to rest one day a week. God wants you to rest and work six days. God wants to bless you. He wants you to have this day of refreshing in his presence. And he wants you to rest. He doesn't want you to work. He wants you to spend time with him. He wants you to be able to rejoice in him. He wants you to be able to say, my God is so great that from six days work, he'll give me enough for the seventh day. And actually, he'll give me some more beside He'll give me pressed down, shaken together and running over. So I'm not going to work harder and work on the Sabbath. I'm going to work six days and I'm going to trust God for the Sabbath. 
And in Malachi, he says this. He says, prove me now. I'll put it in my terms. I'm telling you that if you trust God for the seventh day, he will bless you. Prove me now, God says. Test me. Do your six days, but make the seventh special unto God. And see if I don't pour out a blessing on you that you cannot contain. Now, I've heard people say, well, I've got to do it on Sunday because that's my only day in the week. Christians, that's just not good enough. You want a purse with holes? That's a sure way to get a holy purse. Make a day special to God. And make it special. The world, on Sundays, the world outside go shopping, they play, they, they do all the stuff they do every day of the jolly week. Christians, we're different. You want a purse without holes? Seek first the kingdom of God. You want to see all your jobs done? Do them on the six days and see what God will do. Give God that day and see what God will do. Now I've said that and that's, hopefully that's going to stay out of my mind now. <laughs> I've, I've, I've said what was just there. So what do we do about this purse with holes? Well, we could get out a needle and thread and we could patch it up. But I'll tell you something, the one who perforated it first time round will perforate it again until he gets your attention. Now this, what I'm preaching this morning isn't... isn't Uh, It's not intended to be strongly corrective or to tell people off. This is a key to success. I'm telling you how to do it. That's what this is about this morning. Um, You'll find some people, I'm back on Sabbath. Sorry, listen, it's just back on me. Perhaps I should have preached about the Sabbath to keep it holy. Um, You might need to tell somebody, if you'll work six days... And come to church with me on Sundays. God will bless your six days so you'll have more than enough. You can work as hard as you like, but you'll end up with a purse with holes. And all you'll do is you'll work harder, get more money, but you'll lose more than you would have lost. It's a no-win situation, so what do you do? Don't patch up the purse. Refocus. What does he say? Verse 7. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Now remember, the purse with holes is a purse that's been perforated by God so that you will not have everything you need, so that he will get your attention, so that you will refocus. This is not a criticism of your spending behaviour. Some of you may have a purse that's got no holes at all and God has abundantly blessed you, but you're hard up because you spend too much. You just don't treat your money right, whereas you're supposed to exercise self-control in every area of your life. That's not what we're talking about. God says, give careful thought to your ways. Refocus. Refocus. Okay, Lord, what does that mean? Well, bring it back to a spiritual setting. Make it spiritual. Um, Let's think about church growth. If we said to ourselves, what are we trying to do here? We could say, well, we're trying to win the lost. We're trying to see the church grow. We're trying to see it filled. We're trying to see it with enough income that we can bless people out there. We're trying to see it with God bringing in gifted people that we can bless and send out on mission. And we could say, yes, we're trying all that, but whose house is it? 
are, you, are, you, are, are we trying to develop our own house? Or are we trying to develop God's house? And if I analysed my life, I would have to say there have been times in my life when I've been more interested in seeing success in ministry than seeing what God really wanted. But I think we're at the place where we want God what, what we want what God wants, and that's what we want. And if you don't want it, we don't want it. Is that are we there? I think we are. We want what God wants, and if He doesn't want it, I don't want it. And we could say logically from Scripture, He wants to fill the place, and I believe. When I prayed the prayer, God, give us the building and fill it, the answer is yes, he wants to fill it, so I'm not worried about that at all. But whose house is it? It's God's house, and we're involved in God's house. So we need to refocus. If your focus is wrong, you need to refocus. Give careful thought to your ways. Now, that doesn't mean today we can make a decision, and I I will give you an opportunity to make a decision that today I'm going to refocus. But that will be a process. Because it will affect different aspects of your life. If you refocus, which is what I believe God's calling us to do. And what should we do then? Well, we've got to take some steps. Verse 8, go up to the mountains, bring down timber, build the house. Go and get the materials. Get involved in the building. Do it to honour God, to please God. And then see him fix the purse with hold. We're not here today to try and sew a patch on a purse we're here today uh, hearing from God I do believe hearing from God and we're saying Lord you made the hole, you fixed the hole we'll refocus and God will fix it now I don't know how that's spoken to your heart this morning but I expect it's spoken to some of us, let's sing a song together let's worship the Lord together and have a ministry time